I've been wanting to speak on the topic of long-term chastity for some time now. My sub Robbie recently passed the one-year mark of having been locked in a chastity device almost 24-7, with only two exceptions. Once per month for milking, and a few times for laser hair removal sessions. So, I thought it would be a great time to finally do a podcast on this subject. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. And you're listening to Obedient Love. First and foremost, those of you who are old enough to have passed a certain point of erotic urgency, and those who have experienced prolonged chastity, will understand much of what I'm saying from the perspective of lived experience. From puberty on, men have cycles of arousal that persist throughout much of their adult lives. They become aroused, the penis becomes erect, and stimulating it to the point of orgasm offers at least some release from the urgency of that feeling. The unfortunate part of this cycle is that they will repeatedly stop themselves from experiencing what's on the other side if they allow that feeling of urgency to continue on and transmute into something new. From a femdom perspective, most think of chastity as another means of control of the submissive, Asserting control through regulating a bodily function, such as ejaculation, is an intense form of dominance, that's for sure, just as controlling his diet and making him sit down to urinate can be. Many subs report that even after a few days in chastity, they feel more docile, more obedient, and more devoted. They're more concerned with their dominance pleasure. Those who stick with it longer will notice that they can get a sense of intense arousal from the simplest things, a woman's smile, the sound of her voice, the way she walks, certain words. This is a process wherein the senses are being refined more and more. Your appreciation of beauty and a feeling of liveliness is magnified and enhanced. It's an upgrade from your mundane life. Others have said it's simply a relief from the expectation of male sexual performance. But unless you've experienced long-term chastity, you may not know the ultimate purpose that it can serve. Let me back up for just a bit and talk about what I consider the nature of reality. To me, physical experience comes in a gradation from gross to refined. And by gross, I don't mean disgusting, but the general the coarse or the obvious aspects of existence. The gross aspects are simply the common sensations, the five senses, followed in terms of refinement by things like the vestibular sense and internal senses, like feeling non-voluntary functions of the body. Of all the senses, the sense of touch and the sense of hearing are the most refined. Following sensory input are conscious thoughts, then emotions, and then things like intuition. Unconscious thought and intuition are the most refined elements of human experience. All of these, from gross to fine, make up the experience of being alive. Arousal has a similar gradation. The gross experience is the procreative animal instinct. I'm horny. I want to get off. 
some men will never make it past that stage of erotic experience. What chastity does is it begins to refine your senses to the point where you begin to realize, either consciously or unconsciously, that arousal need not have anything to do with procreation, nor with orgasm, nor with your genitals at all. Suddenly, you realize that the generative force of arousal can be an exceptionally refined experience that can last for a long, long period of time. And as it transmutes from a force that begs to be released through action to a more long-lasting state, it can become a kind of buzz, a drug without drugs, if you will. It's an altered state, but not the kind that comes with hangovers or ill effects to your health. The human body and brain are uniquely capable of these experiences through chemical and electrical actions connected to our natural erotic energy. But once you understand what arousal is like in its most refined form, you may never want to experience its less sophisticated expression again. This is both the benefit and the risk. The simple cycle of getting aroused, then getting off, may become the least interesting thing in the world to you. You are permanently changed. Having a chastity device is helpful in that it takes the control out of your hands, and so you must surrender to the ride. Because, let's face it, there are stimulating things going on around us at all times. It's a bit difficult to maintain the resolve to abstain from relieving the urgency of arousal, and at times it may seem like too much. Having a mistress to keep you on track is necessary for many, and also, when you have a woman guiding you in the process, she takes on a new quality in your mind. You begin to see the divine in her and form an attachment and an intimacy that mere sex can rarely offer. Especially if you spend periods of time focusing on her pleasure and gaining vicarious understanding of her sensations, her pleasure becomes your pleasure in a very real sense and not just as a nice sentiment. My advice is to first try it for a week. To do this, you will need to find a comfortably fitting cage. I am a big proponent of investing in a custom fit cage if you're committed to trying this long term. The cheap, ill-fitting cages are nothing but a distraction. You won't be able to get the benefits if you're constantly being pinched and chafed. Everyone's anatomy is different very different, trust me on this. Some will need the type with a scrotum ring, others will slip out of those and they'll need the tube type. Take your time making a selection. For custom cages, I've seen some wonderful devices from both Mature Metal and Evotion. I'll include their links in the description below. Finally, if you want to give this a go and you're thinking in terms of permanence, I highly recommend a piercing to which the cage can be attached such as a PA piercing. It removes the temptation to tamper with the device and it has a psychological significance as this thing becomes a part of your body. For long-term chastity, you'll need two cages to swap out so that they can be thoroughly cleaned and you'll need a key holder to manage when you're allowed out for hygiene and health. I personally recommend a milking once per month or if you're able to achieve a milking through prostate massage, then you may wanna do it every other week. Now, some are of the opinion that milkings are not even necessary because the body will spontaneously ejaculate when needed. I prefer to remove the device monthly and do a quick systems check just to be conscientious. 
Whatever schedule your key holder chooses, I also recommend that you ingest your semen anytime you ejaculate. Eat as much as you're able. Not only is it erotically humiliating for many men, but it also has a physical and energetic purpose. It maintains your sexual and creative energy and lets none of it go to waste. I have a more sophisticated explanation of this, but I prefer to share that with those for whom I'm the key holder. Think of it as my secret right of DS. Just a note of safety, your key holder should keep one key on her person, but also keep one stashed away in a safe place, just in case that one gets lost. And if you're planning to travel, you may want to invest in a plastic cage with a plastic tag lock so as not to have to drop trow in the airport. Beyond a certain point in a sub's personal evolution, this device may not even be needed. He may simply be unable to disobey his mistress due to psychological conditioning, but leading up to that phase, the device is a huge help. Now, there are many opinions on this subject, and I can tell you I am an advocate of chastity and orgasm control in general. However, I recently read an interesting take on the subject from the wonderful Ms. Rika. She's an author and DS relationship expert, and it was in her book called Uniquely Us. I thought I'd share her thoughts with you as well from the perspective of another experienced femdom. And after that, I'll share a few words from my own trainees over at cathexashouse.com on their chastity experiences. Chastity devices are not a means to submission. Male or female sub, the concept that chastity is a mechanism to achieve better submission is one of my pet peeves. It's very common belief that the denial of pleasure makes a sub feel more submissive and more attentive to the dominant. My take on this is B-U-L-L, bull. Chastity makes the sub more attentive to their own needs. It focuses their energy on what is being done to them rather than what they can do for their dominant. It creates a goal, that of getting an orgasm, which becomes the reason to submit rather than submitting to a dominant for their enjoyment. Lastly, it links their libido level with their submissive performance level, which then becomes something the dominant needs to regulate and control. Read more work. These are counterproductive to a dominant-centric definition of submission. Realize this is coming from a woman who enjoys using chastity devices with her subs. I do like to play that game. I enjoy the moment the lock clicks, and I enjoy creating frustration and blind hope in my victim. But I would never put a sub in chastity unless I was satisfied that their submission was already demonstrated as top-notch without the chastity. Only then would I consider that kind of play. To me, I expect a submissive to be fully attentive whether I choose to keep them in chastity or not. I demand it. Fact, if a sub can be fully attentive and focused on serving a dominance needs with chastity, then they can also do it without chastity. It's simply a matter of commitment. Maybe it would be easier to maintain your focus with some titillation like chastity, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. Nobody said submission was easy. Submissives have a hard job to do. Readers of Uniquely Rika know that I believe in using the power of irony to drive home realizations. 
When cause and effect collide with what you feel is the norm, it forces you to recognize what really creates a service dynamic and enhances your understanding of the power and balance. I challenge the dominants who believe subs serve better in chastity to try this. Take your sub out of chastity and tell them you want them to prove to you, to your satisfaction, that they are capable and willing to be just as attentive to your needs without the chastity as they are when they are in it. For an undisclosed, prolonged period of time, that includes orgasms. Tell them that only if they can prove this to your satisfaction would you ever consider putting them into chastity again. No promises. Because that's the only way you can be sure that they're submitting to you and not to the device. Be confident and demanding and make clear your expectations. You will be surprised at the results. You will get one of two reactions. One, they will comply with you or they will resist, possibly stop serving you altogether or become disruptive. Either way, you learn a lot. You either learn that they are capable of unaided service or that they weren't interested in serving anything other than their own fantasies. Both valuable lessons. It may seem a little ironic to think that when you take them away from the hardship, you gain better compliance, but that irony will teach them, and maybe you, that service and submission is, in itself, a goal, and that a device has no bearing on a sub's ability to serve, if the sub puts their mind to it. It will also show you that being in chastity is for the sub. It's ironic, but very true. Of course, some dominants like the idea of keeping a sub in chastity, so to those dominants, once you have determined that your sub can serve you equally well if they put their mind to it, you can put them back into chastity and both of you will know that it is not required to make them serve. That will change the dynamic by clearly changing the intent of using the device, which will make chastity more fun and create a situation where they will feel more gratitude for the attention. A win for everyone. There are also dominants, myself included, who enjoy controlling the pleasure their sub is permitted to have. There are many subs who enjoy being controlled in that way. If this is something the dominant enjoys, then submitting to that control is submissive behavior. It doesn't make the sub more submissive, it just means that they are submitting to the dominant's desires. So there is nothing wrong with chastity. But chastity as a means to better submission is the concept to which I take exception. And again, that's from Ms. Rika's Uniquely Us, which is a follow-up to Uniquely Rika. Both books very good, especially for couples entering into a DS dynamic. I agree with Ms. Rika on this point. Chastity should not be in any way a requirement for a sub to obey and serve me. They should be able to do so fully and without any hesitation, without any such incentives, and should be able to demonstrate this before relying on chastity as a crutch. I want that to be very clear. I have a sub who is out of chastity, but who religiously adheres to my orgasm control protocols. He cannot and will not have an orgasm without explicit permission. And another who has experienced the results of long-term chastity locked into a chastity device for over a year. And I know from experiments such as these, 
It adds a layer to the submissive's experience that has incredible effects that I also really enjoy. And I highly recommend it if you want to take your submissive on a deep and meaningful journey in regard to the experience of arousal and denial. Some of my trainees over at cathexashouse.com had some interesting input on the subject as well. Paul says, For me, chastity is like a religion in how I look at it and in my everyday life. But self-locking is nothing like the mindset of having a key holder or owner. I would be happy to share. I have been in mental chastity my whole life, to be honest. Talking about my penis for a moment, it has never been sucked, and being in my 60s, that is something. Also, the times I've experienced P and V, I can count on one hand. And as luck would have it, it twice produced two sons. Both fine young men I raised myself. Once you make the first year, it's a great feeling as a slave. Because as a slave, I swear to serve, obey, or accept punishment. But I always felt handing ownership over of my sex organ was the biggest gift a slave can offer his owner. I've always felt it makes me stronger as a submissive. It is also a sign for a lot of women that they are safe in my company. I also believe once it's removed as the center of your being, it opens your life up, and yes, a lot of mental changes are going on the whole time. By keeping track in my journal, I could watch as over time it becomes less and less. Now for me, the plus side was I became very good with oral on both women and men, and as I have said to you, mistress, I am changing again. Chastity this time is wrapped around and connected to my service to all women. It becomes all mental. I love it. Thank you, mistress. Brett says, OMG, I could write a book on this subject as chastity, and more accurately for me, orgasm denial is a major fetish of mine. Everything from it being a male-centric fantasy, after all, us men's lives revolve around our penises and the less submissive among us expect women to have time for it or even be interested to a discussion of a male's false ego and how chastity can affect the interaction between the prefrontal cortex and limbic system or midbrain and make it easier for a woman to learn more about the male's core self, to how denial of the male orgasm helps boost testosterone levels in men and how useful that can be in using men of a certain age. And don't even get me started on edging, dopamine and oxytocin, tantra and ejaculation-free orgasms. Thank you for what you've just added to my thinking on the matter. All right, some great input, and I would love to hear yours as well. Feel free to ask me any questions you may have on this subject, and let me know about your own chastity experiences, whether they've been for a day, or an hour, or a year, or for a lifetime. I would love to hear what you have to say on the subject. Until next time, stay kinky.